From the Tulsa world, this is the Newsroom Podcast. I'm editor Jason Collington. It's a chance for me to talk to the uh, newsroom staff of the uh, Tulsa world here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, today, I'm going to be talking with chief photographer Tom Gilbert. He's been with the Tulsa world for a long time, and uh, he had some photos appear in this month's Tulsa World magazine uh, that has gotten some attention, uh, and then also wanted to kind of talk about his career a little bit, some photos from his past, uh, from the work that he's done that have stuck with him over the years. Um, and then, as I said, this is a chance kind of to talk to, about the stories behind the story. And uh, today we're going to talk to Tom. Tom, thanks for joining me. Uh, we are, uh, this month we, we put out what we call our beautiful issue. It's the 14 most beautiful places in Oklahoma. And you had the, not only the cover, but you also had a center spread. And we shared that on social media this week and got some great reaction from it. It was uh, photos that you took of the Tallgrass Prairie Preserve. Um, and when I, one of the things I think that really touched a lot of people is that you were able to get two scenes uh, from the same place. Um, let's first talk about the cover, how you got that shot, and then talk about the center spread and, and the story behind that, that shot as well. Well, the, the cover, uh, you know, was a horizontal cover. It was shot horizontally, and uh, I had been there uh, at the tall grass for hours. I mean, I got there before the sun rose, and and then we went over to a different location uh, where there was more wildflowers. Uh, went over with Harvey Payne, who's who's sort of an administrator over there, and uh, the, the sky cleared. It was beautiful blue sky, and and wildflowers are just you know going crazy, and um, I. The reason I went up there is to get some drone footage, which they don't allow just anybody to have drone. You have to have approval and go through the process. And I said, that this would be a great opportunity to get some drone footage. So I did shoot drone of that scene, but I also shot uh, stuff with my, my, my other camera, not a drone, drone camera. And uh, it just, you know, that one little tree out there in the middle of the, the prairie, it was, just, it was just, it was made for a nice composition. And it was just, it really just, I wanted to stay there all day because it just kept on yeah. getting better and better. It was just so beautiful up there. And then, then on the center spread, you're able to bring some colors into it that just, uh, again, it just, uh, if again, this is an audio podcast and we'll, we'll put, I'll put links to all these photos in the description, but talk to me about where you went, what time, and then what, what did, what did you see in front of you that you were able to capture? Well, it's uh, interesting. Uh, the, because it's about an hour and a half to get up there, and uh, all the way on the way up to Pawhuska and then Tallgrass Prairie is just a little north of that. Uh, I, you know, I drove my Mustang, which is fairly low to the ground, and uh, in, the tall grass has tall grass. You know, the reason it's called <laughs> tall grass. Right. And uh, so uh, I met Harvey Payne, and it was funny we met at the same exact time. Right. We just drove in together, and you know, it was before before dawn is dark outside, and uh, so we. I'm driving as far as I can. It's like, I don't think I can go any farther. So anyway, we stopped at this one location and uh, we got out and started shooting. And, uh, you know, the sun, the sun had not quite come up yet. And it was a little bit cloudy, which actually made for good pictures. A uh, little bit foggy. So it, just the, that combined with the sun rising, it was just sort of breathtaking. And I was, I was also applying the drone at that time, too. So not at the same time, but uh, around that time, it was just, just watching that, you know, one thing that I really like about um, the tall grass, you can get away from every man-made structure. It's yep. just nature. And uh, that's what, you know, really impresses me out there. It's just, it's just all nature. And, and there's not, it's hard to do that. You know, it's hard to get away from anything man-made anymore. So that's, I think that's what made it. It's just, it was just 
simple and beautiful and and but well, there, there, there's a red there's a red in that picture uh that is just a just such a deep dark color that is well with the fog and then you got the buffalo I'm, I'm telling you it's just it's just something that that people are really responding to uh and uh just a just a moment there that again not many people can get out there at that time at right. that place uh yeah. to see that and so we we again that's something that we do here you 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 guys as photographers you get the access uh that a lot of people don't get uh and to share that with people and to have the kind of response we've gotten so far it's it's just it's just one of those things that makes what we do special because again uh not anyone could just go out there with a camera uh and capture what you captured um i think the other thing is is that and that, and again, this this latest magazine is a great opportunity for not just you, but the other photographers to share some stuff uh, of not only the most beautiful places, uh, but we also in there had had the moment, which is again a place where we let uh, you and the and the staff photographers of the Tulsa World kind of put something in the magazine that stops them. Um, and I, and I so again, we always give a lot of pages to the magazine uh, to our photographers, just like we do in the paper, just like we do online, uh, because again, you guys have just a special job. And a special opportunity that so many people don't have to capture things that they can't see. It's really, it's, it's, that's what the, the best thing about the job is to, to be able to, to see things that most people don't see or don't have the opportunity to see and to bring that to the, to the audience. And uh, to me, that just is the love of my job, you know, just being able to do things that other people can't do, but sharing that, you know. Well, and one of the things that that you're famous for is that if something happens, uh, get Tom in a helicopter. Uh, and, uh, the, you know, we've got drones now, but for years and years and years, it was you jumping into a helicopter, strap it in uh, to make sure that you don't fall out. And uh, one photo that that we've used with you, uh, used of you in the years past is you hanging out of this this uh, helicopter taking photos. I think it was during the flooding. Uh, that we had. And uh, again, both you and Mike Simons are both uh, trained drone pilots. Now you have your license, all that stuff. Um, and we use a lot more drone uh, stuff now, but for years and years, you were up in helicopters. What are some helicopter trips that, that pop into your mind of, of oh, things that well, you uh, couldn't believe? I mean, uh, you can't get the access. I mean, even with the drones, you can get access, but you can't get the access like a real helicopter. You know, you can't travel miles and miles and get numerous shots uh you know the flooding from for an example i we had million, i think we had more hits on that than anything in the world in our gallery yes uh, yes in the yes. history i guess i mean because it was such vast flooding uh and being able to cover that much distance was was great but the uh it, we also had the fires over in manford there was the major wildfires, fires yes. wildfires were crazy and uh and it, it looked like uh, i have one shot that uh, it just reminded me of a war zone uh, the helicopter dumping water on on homes and the flood and flames coming, the fires coming up, and it was just crazy how you know that that can happen here. You know, you don't think about it, but those wildfires just they take out everything and anything in, the, in its path. And um, that you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to get that with the drone because there's other helicopters up there. You had to be in right. communication with the other helicopters, so that that worked out nice to to be actually be in another helicopter. So. But yeah. again, getting that the bird's eye view, you know, yeah. you can see stuff on the ground and it's great to get photos from the ground, but to get that different perspective really helps um, show, you know, should tell the story. 
Well, and sometimes when you get up that high, you could give some context. Like this exactly. is how bad the flooding really is. I mean, you see yeah. some flooding here, but no, it's so huge. And I, I remember we did a six column photo, pretty much the whole front page uh, we did of some of the so the the water coming out of the dams that because they had to be released some water some of the flooding that was over by river spirit that was just you know up into the swimming pool uh up against the building i mean it was he said you've been able to uh with that with that view be able to show some things uh that none of our competition could show you and also give some context because you're like no it's not that big it's this big right uh, that's that's one of the great things. I was looking at. I asked you to send me some of your photos over the career over your career, uh, and of course, there's some moments here that hit me uh, pretty big. Um, you know, there. You know, you you've been here a long time, and so of course you were here during the uh, Oklahoma City bombing. And there's a photo of a guy that uh, firefighter that was on TV pr pretty much every day for what like felt like months. Uh, he was the public face. Uh, of of the fire department as they were doing that rescue mission. Uh, take us back to that photo. It's 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 a moment that uh, it it certainly hit me when I when I saw it when you sent it to me. Yeah, that, that was a, a photo was during uh, I, I guess a, it was a memorial that happened maybe a month afterwards. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but uh, uh, it had some roses that were stuck in the, a barricade, and then he just you know it was like a moment of silence, but you could tell that hit him as much as it hit me. Uh, just, you know, the emotions just came over and came over and, and he, and it, to me, you know, him in that position being the yeah. spokesperson, it, it, you know, it hit him. And it, I think it, it, it told the story of, of the state really. Yeah. That was John Hansen. Many people remember right, right. John Hansen as the person who was in front of the cameras, given the reports daily as they continued to find bodies, as they continued to go through the rubble. Uh, that was one that really hit me. There's another one uh, that had a little girl along the fence um, at the bombing. Uh, you could, it looks like she's either praying or, or she's got her head bowed. Um, and that fence was something that, again, uh, allowed a lot of people to share their grief uh, and honor those who, who died. Um, that was one that really hit me. There's also one that, you know, we cover tornadoes and just like you and the photographers, you guys wake up at dawn the next day after a tornado and, and start going around. There was a tornado damage uh, where you've got someone hugging someone else and their roof is just the, the second floor of their house is just gone. It's just, it's just all gone. Um, take me back to that moment, Tom. Yeah, that uh, I believe that was in near Coweta or at least around yes. there. And uh, the, uh, we didn't know about it until the next morning, of course. And I'm like, oh, I got to get out there. So as soon as, as soon as I woke up, head that way. And it was it, it wasn't a vast tornado, but it you know it's vast to those people. I mean, that destroyed their home. Absolutely. Uh, and so I I went to um, you know just walking around, basically just walking around the neighborhood, and Red Crosses start showing up, and that was actually a Red Cross uh, uh, employee that was hugging that woman. And, uh, you know, I felt for it because her house, I mean, again, you know, you see that the roof is gone. So it, it, was, it was one of those situations where you're showing grief, but people are showing compassion as well. So it's, yeah. uh, it's it was, you know, that happens at every tornado, basically. You know, it's, it's, it's people going through a bad time and people there lifting them up. One of the, on the, on the lighter side, you also t cover a ton of concerts. Uh, you and I were at Gary Clark Jr. not too long ago at Canes, which was an incredible show. Uh, no. But you've in, in your in your portfolio, you've got a couple shots that I 
uh, want to, you know, print off and put on my wall. You've got one of Willie Nelson. Uh, and again, it's not of his face. It's not, it's down where, uh, where his hand is on his guitar, that, that old guitar. That's just, it's been through everything. Right. Uh, uh, and you've got another one that kind of juxtaposes that with flea from red hot chili peppers, uh, which I'm excited about seeing in September. Uh, and, uh, it kind of the same thing where it's down where the guitar is, where their hand meets the guitar, uh, on the strings. Uh, uh, talk, talk to me about some of your music stuff that you, that you really dug into. Yeah. I, and you know, that's one of the, one of my passions too. I just, I love, and in fact, I've been shooting a lot more, I've been listening to a lot more music. I used to just listen to one type of music and now I'm just like all over the place because I'm, I'm going to these bands and listening to them. And it's like, oh my gosh, I never heard you before, but now I'm listening to you all the time. It's, it's really what live music can do to you is oh, yeah. uh, turn you on to different, different, uh, different genres. And so, yeah, I, I always try to get something different, something close. I always, and I've tell, told the guys this, you know, you get wide shots, you get medium shots, you get tight shots. And a yep. lot of times the tight shots tell the story just as much as the wide shot does. Um, if you know who Flea was, you can, he's got, you got it uh, imprinted on his fingers, you know, and then, and that sort of <laughs> it tell, right. tells that story, you know, and, yep. and being able to hear the bass just by looking at the photo, you know, it, it, that's, that's what I want to, con to convey, but it, it's, I, I really have enjoyed my uh, concerts that I've been shooting and I've been shooting a lot of, I'm glad it's back into the, into the season where we can, or yeah. not season, but COVID's away so we can actually go to concerts again. Yeah. I, I think live music has been a real big part of my, um, uh, my res, my, my, um, I don't know, my comeback, if you will, uh, from, from some pretty tragic stuff. And, and I know that I've, I've flocked to it a lot more, uh, and now have some favorite bands. And, and like you, I, I'm listening to more music now than I ever have. I kind of had that podcast era there for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I'm still listening to those every once in a while, but, but it said, there's, a, I know there's a couple shots that you took, uh, during some concerts that I'm like, okay, who is that? And, uh, and yeah, you've, you've turned me on to look some people up and to figure out, cause again, Tulsa is this great place uh, where live music comes. Uh, we've got Canes. We've got the BOK Center. We've got the Vanguard. We've got so many different venues that will bring in live music. Uh, and, uh, and again, we, we try to capture that in the Tulsa world. It's not, you know, we, we have news, we have sports, but we also have entertainment and arts. Uh, and we really care about that coverage as much as we do the other things. Uh, and I go, you know, you, you working with the Cole. Marshall Middleton, our editor in the, of our scene section that covers arts and entertainment. That's, that's important coverage too. It can't just be all uh, the serious stuff. We've also got to bring some culture uh, and music is certainly part of that. Um, there's another one last photo that I wanted to kind of talk about. You know, there, there's always a, um, you know, we, we, you kind of go back and forth, Tom, you got you in your portfolio, you got some tragedy, you've got some music uh, and you got some beer. Uh, you, you are a beer blogger, uh, for a long time now you've had the, what the ale blog back when blogs were a thing, you, you were writing about beer, uh, and you're going to be working with some of our other colleagues across Lee enterprises, which owns the Tulsa world, uh, to be doing some podcasts on, on food and drink. Uh, and you've been writing a lot about, uh, and, and fo photographing some of the best beer shots. I think you've figured out every single way to, sh to shoot beer. Uh, <laughs> there's, always, there's always another way. There's always another way. But yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the things, uh, I mean, beer is, you can make it look beautiful. I mean, usually the, the color is just gorgeous and uh, you light it the proper way and it, it, and it 
it makes it look like you want to drink it. But uh, well, yeah, it, talk I, about got, talk about the revolution of, of of beer, especially craft beer in Oklahoma over the last, uh, last ten years. Well, like in two thousand eight, um, uh, Eric Marshall started Marshall Brewing Company, and that was he made regular strength beer, but and then that's sort of when it started. Uh, and I've always had a passion for beer. I I grew, I lived in Saudi Arabia for a little bit, and they don't allow alcohol there, but you can you can brew your own beer. So I came back and you know lived in I went to Germany for a while, uh, spent some time traveling around Europe, and just to, you know, that culture, the beer culture. It's a beer culture. I mean, they have yeah. for lunch or whatever. You know, it's it's not like you have to have a whole bunch of beer at one time. It's just a, a drink. Uh, so saying that, I come back to the United States, and you know the beer here is. I mean, of course I'm. 14, 13, when I come back and my parents let me brew beer, just, just to, you know, be an experimental, you know, I'm at home, I'm not, you know, selling it or anything like that. Yeah. So I, I got into the process of brewing, same thing with process of film. When I'm processing film, that's where I learned to process film and shoot photos was in Saudi Arabia. So I learned about beer, I learned about photography and now I'm still doing that. <laughs> 50, you know, 48 years later, 40 years later, I'm still doing the same thing, but just different, you know, in a different way. Uh, one of the things I, you know, I don't particularly like to write, but it's, it's, it's sort of a challenge. I mean, things are challenging to, to write because I, you know, I've, I've always been a photographer. I've always shot photos. I haven't had to, and captions were always like, oh, geez, I got to write captions. You know, it's, it's one right, of those things right. that it's not, photography has always been the, the first thing. But I was sort of not thrown into it. I, I mean, I took it on. To write about beer and and to to write and shoot and do everything. I mean, I, I pretty much the whole package. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun uh, because your brain has to work differently than shooting yep. videos, shooting stills. I mean, I got to do three three different things. So it, I try to learn how to do that in one as quick as I possibly can because I don't have time to spend all day at the brewery, which I, I wish I could, but I don't. Sure, sure, and, uh, sure. And, yeah. uh, so it, it, it you know. Beer in Tulsa has just like gone crazy. Uh, American Solera is, was named one of the best breweries in, in the world. And uh, they're right here in Tulsa. And, uh, and Prairie Artisan Ales started here. And it's all over the world as well. Uh, so, and the local breweries here are doing fantastic stuff. They're, I don't think we have a brewery that just puts out bad beer. I mean, every place you go, they, they make good stuff. So uh, that's what's fun about, you know, covering that because I, I you don't, you don't ever have to say, oh, I don't want to go there because, you know, it's terrible beer, but it, it, it's, a, it's, a good, it's a good thing to have, I think. And I think people enjoy reading about it well, and, and again, the videos. And again, they've been renovating buildings downtown, making those into, you know, from, a, from abandoned buildings to buildings you want to go to. Uh, as I said, they're getting reputations not only in town and state, but across the country, across the world. And again, we've got so many now uh, that, are, that have popped up. Uh, that's kind of now gone to some other cities in Oklahoma. And those have started to pop up uh, with their own breweries. Uh, and because, again, people will travel for beer, and especially a beer that's, you know, that they can't get in the store uh, everywhere. Uh, so well, that's well, definitely something that we wanted to, to, to report on and, and capture. One of the cool things that's happening right now, and I see it happening more, is uh, satellite breweries. Uh, like I said, American Slayer is opening one in, in um, Oklahoma City. Uh, or Edmond, and uh, they had one at 18th in Boston, and so they all they have to do is have some setup where it can be like a, a 
a five barrel, uh, a, a barrel system. They have to have the capability of brewing, but they can bring in their beer from, from their, their main menu where they manufacture it. So their main place can bring in the beer and they just have to have a little, you know, little kit there. So I see these smaller towns opening up breweries like crazy with these satellite breweries. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it becomes a center of the community. You know, Broken Arrow's got two breweries and it's, it's a fairly large town, but they're both successful. And it's not like a one brewery town. I mean, they could probably have another brewery and be, be fine. Enid's got two breweries, not even a mile apart. So these, these smaller communities are, Pawhuska's uh, uh, got one. Ponca City's got one. So they're, it's, it's, a, it's a community place. It's not just a bar. It's a place to meet. And, you know, it's, it's, that's growing. It's going to be happening all over the place. So. Well, as, as the revolution in uh, craft beer continues and breweries, uh, you're going to be there covering it on the What the Ale blog. And again, also, Tom, again, thank you so much for what you do for us. Uh, as I tell you and the other photographers, you guys are the eyes of Tulsa. And you guys go out there and see uh, firsthand what's happening so many times. Uh, and that share that sharing that and, and, and giving that access and insight uh, to our readers is something that makes us special. And so really appreciate what you do for us. Uh, thanks for joining me today. This is the, again, the newsroom podcast available on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, and uh, again, we'll catch you next time. We have another story behind the story. Thank you.